Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. What do you do when you are seeing an eight-month-old dog that's on its third round of otitis? Or what about that nine-month-old dog who's been pruritic and breaking out with pyoderma for the last few months? Diatrials in puppies are often overlooked, but it can be a really important step in the beginning of that dog's allergy journey to rule out something like a food allergy, something that we can control. How do we do it? What kind of options are there? What's the right way to do a diet trial? We are going to dive into talking about diet trials, how to do them appropriately, why it's important, what the clinical signs look like in these young dogs under 12 months of age. And this podcast episode is sponsored by Hills Pet Nutrition. We have talked about the importance of food allergy and diet trials on the podcast previously, but one thing I wanted to really touch on was the importance of diet trials in recognizing food allergy in puppies. The reality is, as a board-certified veterinary dermatologist, we don't actually see a lot of puppies or really young dogs. We often see them when they're two, three, four, or five years of age and problems have been persisting for a while. As a general practitioner, you are all the ones that are going to really see these young puppies with their first episode of otitis or pyoderma or pruritus. And so I want to go over why it's really important to consider performing diet trials in puppies or young dogs as we discuss managing these cases long term. The best thing we can do is start them early in figuring out the underlying cause. So what does this look like? If we think about a young dog, say a seven-month-old dog coming in and they're on their second episode of otitis, besides just treating the otitis, why is it important to consider doing a diet trial so we can start the process of looking for the underlying cause? Well, of course, if we can identify something like a food allergy, that's going to mean less medication for that dog long-term right? Less anti-inflammatories, antipyritics, really importantly, less things like antibiotics, especially when we live in a world where we have to be really judicious about our use of antibiotics. The best way to do that is figuring out the underlying cause. Uh, Less flares for that pet, so the pets are more comfortable and the owners aren't as frustrating. The other thing that often gets overlooked is the fact that a lot of these dogs with underlying food allergies develop other diseases like atopic dermatitis or have multiple allergies present. So we can use therapies and pharmaceuticals and those are extremely important. But if say even a portion of that pet's allergies are due to a food component that doesn't get identified, we may be able to use less medication and have less breakouts, things that we just kind of talked about. So what are the typical clinical signs we think of with young dogs that have a food allergy? You know, one of the biggest things that we'll see is recurrent otitis. So if I think about a stereotypical dog who comes in and I'm worried about food allergy, they started having otitis at a really young age, you know, under a year of age. 
or they've always been having a pyoderma that just seems to constantly be happening and the pet's having to be treated um, consistently with antibiotics. Sometimes I hear general practitioners say, oh, I don't need to do a diet trial on that young dog. They're too young to have a food allergy. And actually what the literature shows us is oftentimes food allergies has a bimodal distribution, meaning dogs who have food allergies tend to start under a year of age or they develop signs of allergies when they're older, like over seven years of age, but they never really showed that prior. So if I see a young dog that's starting to have otitis or starting to break out with pyoderma or pruritus or their erythematous, losing hair, one of the first things I'll do is suggest doing a diet trial so we can rule out that underlying cause. The difficult thing is there's really no pathognomonic sign. If you showed me a picture of an allergic dog for me to say, oh, that's a food allergy dog. There's certain um, distributions that can make me suspicious of it, but really an atopic dermatitis case can look identical to a food allergy case. And so that's why ruling out food is important. Of course, history is going to play a big role in that. Is it seasonal, non-seasonal, things like that. But typically, again, food allergy dogs, we do think of a lot of otitis or ears, so that can happen with atopic dermatitis as well. But we'll see perioral, which makes sense, right? Like as they're ingesting the food, they can get um, some irritation from taking in something they're allergic to. Of course, we can see paws. We can say perianal paritis. So a lot of scooting, anal sac issues, licking, chewing towards the back um, portion of the body, like around the anal region. And again, you can get those signs with atopic dermatitis too. But if I have a young dog that's starting to show me like they're rubbing their mouth, especially after they eat, they're scooting, they're having perianal issues, then I definitely would want to rule out food allergy as a component. And if it's not a food allergy, that's okay. But we want to rule it out as a potential cause. Now, another thing I want to touch on with these young dogs that potentially can have food allergy are gastrointestinal signs. A lot of times we think, oh, they just have to have like diarrhea or vomiting in order to have GI signs that would make us suspicious of food allergy. But there's actually lots of different ways that dogs can show us abnormal gastrointestinal signs. It's not just diarrhea or vomiting. It can be, be a lot of flatulence. And that can be really hard to tell with some of the breeds we see that commonly have food allergy, right? Like a lot of those bully breeds, bulldogs, French bulldogs, things like that naturally have flatulence. But if they have excessive flatulence, it really can be a sign of something like food allergy. They can just have really loose stools. So, you know, maybe if they have another dog at home, they're not just straight diarrhea with their affected dog, but they notice they're a lot looser, like when they try to pick them up compared to their other dog. Increased bowel movements a day. There's actually studies that show if they have more than three bowel movements a day, that's abnormal compared to a regular dog. And then of course, diarrhea and vomiting. But what's really important to recognize is that can be hints of food allergy, right? Like clearly if I had a young dog, say like a seven month old Frenchie that came in and had uh, several instances of otitis and loose stool, and vomiting and flatulence, like of course we'd be thinking, okay, we need to rule out a food allergy. But actually, a majority of the dogs we see with food allergies don't have abnormal gastrointestinal signs. You know, there's a study that shows about 20% of dogs with food allergies have GI signs. So just because they don't have GI signs definitely doesn't rule out the possibility that they could have an underlying food allergy. And what you'll often hear um, us in dermatology refer to as is CAFR, cutaneous adverse food reaction.
So how are we going to do a diet trial? You know, first off, of course, we have to make sure the owners are able to be strict with that food, right? Is it a time that they can do a diet trial? In the literature, you'll see anything from six to 12 weeks. I like to do it around eight weeks because most of the cases you'll catch at that point. But we also have to recognize that eight weeks is a long time. So we don't want to just send the dog home with, you know, a food and say, see you in eight weeks. It can take time for them to get relief from the paritis, even if they solely have a food allergy. So we want to, one, check for infection, because if there is malassezia or a pyoderma or titus present and we don't address that, then that pet's going to continue to be uncomfortable and the owner's likely going to give up on that diet trial because they don't want to see their dog be uncomfortable, especially a puppy being uncomfortable you know, when they've just gotten this dog and they want to love it and, um, you know, show it off. And if they're losing hair and they're itchy and red, um, that owner is going to lose faith in doing something like a diet trial. So we absolutely have to do our cytology and look for infection and address that, whether it's topical therapy or if we are to the point where we feel like we need systemic therapy. We also need to provide comfort. So we want to utilize antipyretic therapies if we need to, so that pet can be comfortable. And as we're talking about puppies, um, the nice thing is we do have the ability to use uh, anti-itch therapies that have limited side effects like Cytopoint. There's no age limit on Cytopoint. It can be used on dogs under 12 months of age. So it allows us to provide relief while we're addressing infection and allow that pet to be comfortable. And so sometimes owners say, but how am I gonna know? I'm like, well, in two days, if your pet's comfortable, it's the site of point in, in treating the infection. But while how we'll know is I usually recheck these dogs around four weeks just to see how things are going. If we were addressing infection, then we're going to recheck the infection, repeat that cytology so we can assure the infection's on the right track and that we've gotten it completely resolved. But then we kind of reassess if the pet's really comfortable still, we won't repeat a site of point. You know, if they were doing well, but they're starting to get a little itchy, we're only halfway through the diet trial, so we, we may repeat it. But what's really important is that dietary challenge. So that's what gives us, helps us with our answer, right? Because lots of things happen in eight weeks. We change seasons. If the dog's atopic, they could have moved out of their, you know, time of year that they're flaring. Um, certain, the infection's going to be resolved. We're hoping things like the side point will wear off. So really, it's that challenge that gives us our answer. So what I always tell owners, it's a great problem to have if your dog is doing great and they're comfortable and they're happy, and we are just to the point where we have to figure out why is that happening. The last thing I want is your pet to remain uncomfortable, the infections keep happening, you know, while we're waiting to see if the food is helpful for us. And then we have a lot of other issues we're having to deal with while we're trying to do a dietary challenge. So that's why I think it's really important to think of, you know, ditching the itch in two different ways in these young dogs, checking infection, infection on its own is pruritic, and then addressing the allergic itch if we need to by utilizing something like Cytopoint in order to allow that pet to be comfortable while we get through that diet trial. And then lastly, you know, with puppies, there can be, you know, a bit of a challenge. What can we really feed them? If we have, say, a large breed dog who's growing, we have to be thoughtful of what certain diets are approved for growth in puppies. 
So the nice thing is Hills Derm Complete has come out with a puppy line. So there's actually Hills Derm Complete Puppy. So it is a tool that we can utilize being a novel protein diet with that egg-based protein that is approved for growth, but is a way that we can help identify things like food allergy. And I actually think this is a diet that's going to be uh, really well used in general practitioner hands because of the fact that hopefully these dogs haven't been on a lot of diets, um, haven't had egg before, we can utilize something like an egg-based diet to help rule out a food allergy. But then the other benefit of something like Hills Derm Complete Puppy is we know that there's also some improvements it makes on the skin barrier and it can be helpful with pruritus associated with atopic dermatitis. So if you do have those owners where they're not necessarily ready to be referred to dermatology or jump into a huge workup, but they're open to, you know, assisting the skin nutritionally, we can help identify things like a food allergy or potentially provide some relief from atopic dermatitis that maybe allows us to use less medications in the future. If you say, well, how, if it's going to help me with atopic dermatitis and a food allergy, how am I going to know which one it is if the pet's doing well on Derm Complete Puppy? The challenge, right? The answer is in the challenge. By challenging that diet, with what we know the pet was on when they were itchy and having all these issues, that challenge is what gives us the answer of whether it's food or not. So we get through our eight weeks, we transition them to that food, they're doing great, say we've bought, we've been able to discontinue antiparitics, infections resolved. Then we have the owner take the food they were on previously and mix it in, like with the Derm Complete Puppy, and see if they flare. If they mix in the food, and the, pe- the patient flares, and I usually have owners watch, you know, for a few days up to a week, most of them you're going to see within a few days, they start to shake their head, they're starting to scoot again, their stools aren't normal, they're getting itchy, and we've done nothing else but mix in their old food, that's how you diagnose a food allergy. If the pet's doing great because it's nutritionally helping the skin um, and assisting with the paritis from atopic dermatitis, when you challenge the diet, you won't necessarily notice that pet flare. So maybe you've ruled out a food allergy, but you can still use the Derm Complete, you know, puppy, and then as they get into adulthood, you can go to regular Derm Complete as a way to manage your atopic dermatitis if it is something that helps provide relief or restores your skin barrier. And why I think it's really important for us to challenge them, even if they say they're doing great on the diet, is we are talking about puppies and setting them up for lifelong management. So if they're doing well on the diet just because they have, you know, atopic dermatitis, that's wonderful. But then we want the owner to have the freedom to be able to give other treats or other things to, uh, you know, allow them to be a dog. Or say they do diagnose a food allergy. Like we challenge them, they flare. But then the owner, if they want to, we can do things like individual ingredient challenges. Just just because a pet or a puppy is food allergic, it's great because if we identify that, we can control that to some degree compared to the environment. But that doesn't mean that puppy's allergic to every food out there. You know, it might just be one or two protein sources. And so we can do individual ingredient challenges if the owner wants options. Because I know, you know, with my young allergic dog, I want options of what to give as far as treats, as far as foods. If I know I just need to avoid these certain things and I can use something like Derm Complete as my baseline, but they it's okay if they get a little bit of, say, beef you know, or pork, but chickens, what causes them to have issues or whatever the situation for that dog is, that's going to set up for better long-term success. So that's why the challenge is important. One, it gets your diagnosis. So you challenge with the previous diet they were on because that's the diet they're itchy on. So we challenge with that diet. 
but even if they flare, we give owners the options of individual ingredient challenges or things that make it a bit more realistic for the life of that pet. And so that's why I think doing diet trials on puppies can be extremely important. And now that we have, you know, more and more tools of growth approved diets, it can be really, really beneficial because if we can diagnose these puppies earlier, we're going to set them up for better success long-term with their allergy management. And allergies are hard, so we do not want to miss something like a food allergy in a young dog. So remember, young dogs, otitis, plus or minus GI issues, or they're pruritic, we do tend to see a lot of these food allergic dogs start under a year of age. So if you're starting to see those symptoms in one of your canine patients, I strongly recommend you do a diet trial and hopefully you found this information helpful so you have more confidence in doing diet trials in puppies. Well, I hope you found that information helpful. We talk about food allergies and we talked about diet trials before, but I do think it often gets overlooked in these puppies. These are the cases that you are going to be seeing in general practice more than we're gonna see in our dermatology referral practice. And getting them started on the right foot by thinking of something like a diet trial when we see otitis or dermatitis, pruritus, pyoderma, in these young dogs can be extremely important. And really just put them on the right foot because allergies are difficult. So if we can rule out things like a food allergy or we can control or minimize medications, control those symptoms by not overlooking the importance of a diet trial in these young dogs, it's going to be a lot less frustrating for our owners. We're going to avoid as many medications, as many infections, which we all want in the management of chronic allergies. Um, thank you again to Hills Pet Nutrition for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Um, I hope you guys find this really beneficial and helpful. And when you're seeing those young dogs, do not forget to consider a diet trial.